Welcome to a Healing Peace podcast. We strive to create a place where women can come together to talk, grow, be refreshed, and renewed as we navigate life's hurdles. Inside this podcast series, we discuss shaping our identity, where we provide tools for conquering life's waves. Let's dive in. Welcome back, our friends. We've been having a great time talking to Henrietta as we're discussing coming out of the shadows into the light. And most of the questions we talked about has been on fear, actually, because fear keeps us in the shadows. It keeps us bombarded with shame and guilt, and it prohibits us from moving forward and even thinking that we can do more. So because we're having such a good time, I asked Henrietta to come back. We're not done. I got some more questions. So thank you guys for coming back to this special episode. Henrietta, thank you for coming back. It's a pleasure being here again with you, Camille. All right. Well, let's jump into it. And I, like I said, I got some things to talk about. Okay. All right. So, you know, we were talking about coming out of the shadows until the light. And we started, we finally started to address some issues. I'm, I'm starting to see that, okay, it's not okay for me to eat all the time because I'm in distress. Okay. I, I got that. And <laughs> But as I'm starting this journey and we talked about feelings a little bit and identifying those things that is harmful, but as I'm doing this, how do I do this and not feel more crazy? I say that because it's like, okay, now I'm exposing all these things that has been causing me pain and hurt. Hmm. Yes, this, this is a great question. And, um, I do have some thoughts, so let's dig right in. And so this is something that it is not a one-size-fit-all. And so this is definitely going to be different um, depending on the person. And so sometimes for one person, prayer, maybe fasting will help them to move forward. For someone else, it, it may take these things in addition to more. And so it is at this stage, as a mental health professional, I would encourage you to seek additional support if you feel that you can't do it on your own. I do not recommend that you do it alone because it's very easy to get stuck in what we call patterns of cognitive distortion, mm -hmm. like blaming others or this all or none thinking, um, discounting the positive, jumping to conclusions, overgeneralizations. These are just a few things alone that can happen when you try and address these things alone. Uh, you can also get confused about things. You can become more discouraged about how to move forward. So in my opinion, you need somebody supporting you through this. And some recommendations, of course, would be a professional therapist. That could also be a Christian counselor. It could be a spiritual confidant, maybe a prayer partner, some su support group that you can find. But uh, just hear me when I say the recommendation is, is really not to do this alone. One of the things that I have been sharing throughout the series as well is having someone who can counteract our way of thinking. Mm-hmm. 
because our way of thinking can be distorted. And I, I fall into that category a lot. And I've definitely had a lot of relationships where we fought a lot because the way that I understood things or how I perceived things was not necessarily based in truth. Mm-hmm. And yes. so I can echo and I um, encourage what Henrietta shared in terms of having someone else there to kind of guide us through a healthier way of understanding, a healthier way of perception. And, and being able to do that with someone who can handle what we're dishing out. Yes. Because <laughs> I know I've made many mistakes trying to get certain people to handle what I'm dishing out, and they're not equipped for it. No, they're and not. And I get more mad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But it's my fault because they're not equipped. So to all you guys who are listening, I, I strongly encourage as well and emphasize what Henrietta shared in terms of finding individuals who are equipped to work through these dimensions of the way that we think and how we process our lives. Yes. And as we're talking about having uh, support and help, what value do I get when I'm able to shift my thinking about harmful experiences? Okay. So, of course, um, the value is immense. And so... The value that is gained by visiting harmful experiences is that instead of stuffing, ignoring the issues, you are bringing your awareness to your pain. This awareness validates you as a person with strengths and it will help you to get to a plan to begin the healing process without completely shattering your identities. And so an example of this is when you cut yourself. And so you may have the pain, it may be a little bit unbearable. And so your first instinct is to what? Stop the bleeding and tend to the wound. And so well in wound care, this is called hemostasis. So the, this is the first phase of healing, which begins at the onset of injury. And the object is to stop the bleeding. And so in this phase, the body activates its emergency repair system, the blood clotting system, and forms a dam to block the drainage. As part of self-care mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, you should consider imitating what the body does naturally and value your emotional healing from harmful experiences. Seeking healing in any part of your life or in any identity is going to affect other areas. It's like a domino effect. Well, I definitely appreciate the example that you shared in terms about getting the cut. Because I tell you what, I just got in the massage the other day and boy, was that thing painful. I thought, you know, you'd be screaming on the inside and then you come out, you're in pain. But then afterwards, after the sting, your body feels a lot better. Mm -hmm. So I I definitely understand that uh, connection there. And and thank you for simplifying it for us as well, because I I think we're afraid when we see some blood, we panic. (laughs) We do everything, we run it, we carry it on. But long term, it's like it's allowing the wound to heal. You're able to 
you know, get new skin. I mean, there's just a lot of things that happens in that process. Yes. And so as you're saying, sharing all these things, I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm, I'm starting to get pumped up. I'm like, okay, I can do it. I can do it. Um, so how do I begin this journey of healing? How, how do I continue the, to evolve after all these wonderful things I've just heard today? So this is a great question, Kamir. And so a good place to start is, you know, I'm going to take us back to um, our Ephesian scripture. A good place to start is what's described in verse 10. It says, and try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. And so we serve an almighty and merciful good God who wants us to be healthy, vibrant, willing servants of Christ. So the journey to healing begins with seeking to build in your relation with the Lord. Just right now where you're at, it doesn't matter where that is. And this basically is being God-centered. As God becomes the center of your identity, you will begin to allow him to permeate all the other identities in your life. For example, You'll become a more godly friend if you were not, a more godly wife, a more godly employee, a more godly daughter, mother, whatever identities exist in your life. And acknowledge where you are. Because if you seek him with all your heart, he says he will be found. Think about where you stand in all your identities. Is one area of your life doing awesome but another area of suffering greatly, be real about it before God's throne and acknowledge your errors before him first. Give yourself time to process by doing your own Bible studies on topics you feel will support you and grow you spiritually during this time. Then the next step will be to make some decisions to denounce sin in your life. And if you need to, to get a confident to help you to be more accountable, then do that, whatever it is you need to do. And so one other thing that I generally like to um, encourage people to do, especially, you know, in therapy, one of, one of the things I encourage my, my patients or clients to do is come up with what I call S-M-A-R-T goals. S-M-A-R-T is SMART goals. And so... The S stands for specific slash spiritual. Measurable is for the M. A stands for achievable. R stands for relevant. And T for time-based. So you want to come up with these SMART goals. And remember that Ephesians verse 5 says, Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light is found in all that is good, true, and right. And I believe that Kamir is going to have an article on her website that you can, you know, check out some more details on, on how to create SMART goals. Yes. Please go to healingpeace.com. All right. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, moving, moving forward from there, because I, I, you know, I'm a proponent of God first. I mean, I, I understand that he is the essence of being able to transform um, our hearts our, and how we think from the inside out. Yes. And 
what can complement that journey as well? Because sometimes, um, you know, we need things in the physical mm-hmm. as well as in the invisible. Mm-hmm. So w- what about relationships in this part of the journey? And so I say, if you're in an unwholesome relationship, then do your best to step away and seek what would be pleasing to God in this area. Remember, discern what is pleasing to God. So in the physical part, if you're in this relationship that's causing you great dysfunction, distress, duress, pain, and hopefully not any physical harm, you you really want to get out of this relationship. Give it a break. Give yourself some time to sort through the dysfunction to figure out how to get back on the right track. I appreciate you saying that in terms of, you know, harmful relationships, because for me, I've definitely been in situations where it's more challenging for me to let go because I've been very intimate with the individual. Mm-hmm. So how do you sever that connection when there's so much intimacy involved? And so that definitely takes time and it takes coaching it really takes a therapist. There is not a, a quick answer that I want to give to you or, or the audience that's listening. That's really going to depend on the specific relationship. Mm-hmm. And so the only thing that I would advise you to do is at least consider stepping away. And you may need to sit down with somebody and think through how can we make this possible? So there's steps that you can come up with based on your specific situation. And, you know, I've worked with women in the past to step away from many things. It may not even be a relationship. It might just be a career, you know, that you're in and, you know, you're bogged down your time, your energy, and you're not enjoying life. You know, how do you step away from that? What are the steps? That can seem like an overwhelming and daunting task, But if you get the help and support you need, um, it it, it becomes possible to to work through that. And one of the things I I would like to emphasize and what Henrietta shared with us is get help. I think so many times we stay in these relationships because we think we can do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. We think, oh, it'll be different next time. Just go get some help. And and those two that as you're getting this help is not uncommon. These are things that we all wrestle with throughout our lives. And, you know, sometimes we just need a little bit more support to get us to that next journey, that, that next level of being in healthier relationships. Yes. So, so thank you for sharing that with us and, and emphasizing as well, you know, it's not a one size fits all. Every situation is different, mm-hmm. um, but with an individual who has good insight and right tools, they can definitely guide you through your specific situation. Yes. So you talked about, you know, having the smart objectives. Now, how does that help us with our thinking and understanding? Like, how do we redefine our normal behavior? And so the SMART objectives actually will help you with any goal because it makes you focus on, first of all, creating a goal 
that's relevant to your life, that's time sensitive, so you give yourself a time and date, it's real specific, and it may be spiritual. So it this is something that therapists do all the time with, with every client or patient that they have. They work with them um, using SMART goals that are also measurable, let's not forget that M, um, in, in helping them to move forward in their lives. And so, and that's, you know, I'm just going to be honest, that's not always easy to do alone. <laughs> I agree. You, you know, we drop off the bandwagon and we forget about it and, you know, we don't move forward. So, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're seeing a, a counselor, you know, that counselor is there to support you you know, as you process and journey through your goals. So, um, so, but it, you know, how it affects our thinking and understanding and um, changing what we define as our normal behavior. And so if you're engaging, let's say in negative self-talk, um, which will lead the way you think about things and how you perceive your experiences and circumstances, I say, stop this, S-T-O-P, stop this. Use positive confirmations in your self-talk. For example, instead of saying, I can't do this, say to yourself, I can overcome this situation. I can overcome it with support. I can overcome it with prayer, with God's strength, but I can. God can make this possible for me. And so you might want to write down some positive self-talk confirmations on a note card. I mean, I have them all over my house, you know, the first thing I see when I turn on my light is, is, is a confirmation on the mirror. Good morning. You are in good health. You feel great. <laughs> and so I start my morning out this way. And so this is something that you can do. Um, just, it's simple, but it's a real powerful way of, of moving forward. Well, I appreciate what you shared. And and something that you shared a little bit earlier too, you talked about, you know, sometimes kind of falling off the bandwagon a little bit. And uh, and as you say that, it, it reminded me of coping. You know, like I fall off the bandwagon because I, I'm trying to cope in a certain way. So mm -hmm. can you walk us through a little bit about what are healthy coping skills? Sure. A healthy coping skill helps you to engage in positive activities that will help you get through your time of crisis or really any difficulty. Some healthy coping skills are using appropriate and healthy boundaries, engaging in some physical activity and good nutrition, journal writing, getting appropriate rest, you know, having some prayer time, maybe finding a prayer partner, talking mm -hmm. with the spiritual confidant, maybe reading a spiritual book, watching an uplifting movie, listening to uplifting music. That's one thing I love to do on my own. I love singing songs to God. And, you know, lastly, maybe joining a support group. Really good, you know, the good, healthy coping skills you can use. I appreciate that. And I definitely like to how you added good nutrition and physical activity. And we talked about that too in one of our previous podcasts about being well balanced. And that's one of the areas of being balanced in as well. And uh, I want to ask you this question because this is important. Now, as we've been talking through these things, of course, you know, there's work involved. Mm -hmm. So, how do we stay on our path? Because, I mean, stuff's going to happen. Yes, stuff definitely will happen. And so the first thing, and this is a great question, 
just plan on stuff happening. So sometimes we we wire our brains to think it's going to be perfect when it's not going to be. And so just, you know, being aware in ourselves that we're going to make mistakes and that's okay. Um, basically allow yourself time to heal, process, and adjust your expectations if your growth goals are too high. And experience all small victories and in, and rejoice in every small step taken. Small is good and small does become big. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so I appreciate that. Well, is there anything else that you like to leave our listeners with today? Yes, I would. Um, and we talked about it a little bit in the last question, but um, if you know, you're moving along with your goals and something happens and you happen to relapse into bad behavior. Um, So the first thing you should do is try and figure out what triggered it. So once you're aware of your triggers, this is very important. This is something, um, triggers are real important to know, to know yourself, to be self-aware. Do your best to avoid or eliminate them before they become a problem. Forgive yourself, ask for God's forgiveness, have a conversation with somebody if you need to. And lastly, don't give up on your goals. Amen. And with that, I I think that's a powerful way just to end our time today. Just don't give up. It, It is challenging to change things that has occurred over a long period of time. And a healing journey is a journey, one step at a time, one goal at a time, one victory at a time. And as you take that journey, don't give up. Yes. And Henrietta, I thank you for your time these past couple of days, allowing us just to hammer you with these questions. Um, you've definitely inspired me and it opened my eyes to little things that I can be doing to keep me on that right path. So thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. It has been just as enlightening for myself. All right. And for people who are listening, you can get more bio information about Henrietta, where she's at. If you want to try to enlist her as a counselor, she's open to that. Um, Go back to our website, ahealingpeace.com to find out more about her and to get a little bit more details of the things that we shared today and the other day as well. And it'll be there for you guys to read. I'll see you next time.